hey beautiful people and welcome to world domination i'm your host monica ferguson and you are in the perfect place to level up here i cover all things personal development mindset healing spirituality and manifesting your most abundant and impactful life all done with a massive dose of real talk and an open book policy because who is time for superficial chit chat thank you for being here Thank you for choosing you, and thank you for showing up when it would be way easier to watch Netflix. Let's get into it. Oh, and don't forget to connect with me over on Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Hey, hey, beautiful people! Monica Ferguson here, and welcome to this week's episode of World Domination. This is a conversation that I was planning to bring to you a couple of months from now, but today inspiration struck and I just felt like today was the day. And I think it's kind of cool because it's a, it's coming to you in real time. You know, so often we can talk about things after they happened, but I think there's so much power in sharing the journey and the process and the fact that we're all working on stuff all the time. Just because you're a coach doesn't make you different. In fact, it probably makes you you know, more into personal development and growth and more focused on your goals and stuff. And so I really want to talk about this as a concept today because I am literally going to liberate you. These things that I have learned and that I've been taught and that I have embodied and practiced in my own life changed everything. And honestly, I'm probably going to cry so much during this episode because for those of you who have been you know on this journey of diets and weight loss and um you know emotional eating or um you know just all of that stuff all of that stuff like it's a it's a hard journey and it's one that's often filled with self-loathing and such low self-esteem and self-worth and all these sorts of things and the journey has just been so emotional. So I'm going to really share with you guys straight from the heart my my journey. And keep in mind too that this is not the end. You know, I'm not speaking to you from, oh, I achieved all my goals and everything's perfect. But what I realized today was that I cracked the thing that I could never crack before. And when it comes to mindset around anything, Our subconscious mind is 95% of our brain. And when you think about the way that we approach weight loss, health, diets, fitness, so often we're approaching it with only the 5% that's at the conscious level. Doesn't that seem insane? Let's say that again. We've got 100% of our mind to play with and we focus on the 5% to get results instead of delving into the 95% that's literally in charge of driving our behavior and our beliefs. Doesn't that seem mental? And it's not mental if you're, you know, in the diet industry, that's how you become a multimillionaire, a billionaire. It's why they make so much money, right? Because we go on these cycles of diet, fall off, self-loathing, self-hatred, get back up, try it again. How many of us have been on a gazillion different diets and none of them worked, right? Because we didn't actually acknowledge or confront the issue under the surface. The food is not the issue. The exercises are not the issue. The body is not the issue. The mind. And simply, there is something out of alignment. That's all it is. And 
this is the part that I am going to start with because this is what changed my mindset, my perception around everything. Okay, but first a little backstory. So I literally have struggled with like my weight my entire life since early teens, I would say. Um, And it was because I had a lot of trauma. I had a lot of drama at home. I had a lot going on and food was a great way of checking out. It was a great way of numbing myself. It was a a great way of, you know, distraction. And also it made me feel better. It made me feel happy at a time when I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel safe. Food was a great comfort, right? So I learned that at a very young age and it just continued, became my default. And it make like food is is awesome because it's easy to get your hands on, right? Even as a 13-year-old, it was easy to access. And it's really no different to using. Like if I was an alcoholic or if I was someone that, you know, used drugs or something like that, the thought process behind it is the same. Because we're simply masking our true feelings. And this is the part that is going to liberate you right because I feel like one of the biggest issues around this this whole thing is that we blame ourselves we punish ourselves we think I can't do anything right I can't stick to a diet I can't stick to a workout plan why can't I stay motivated why do I keep sabotaging and these are all amazing questions but we often don't get the answer right but the answer is That there is something in our subconscious mind that does not want us to go through with that. Now, keeping in mind, our subconscious mind, it has its main focus, right? Which is to keep us alive, to keep us safe. So if our subconscious mind is not flowing with us, is not allowing us to, you know, easily go through with whatever we've set out to do, there's a reason why. And I'm going to share a lot of my own journey on this path because this is where I really embodied and integrated a lot of these learnings and teachings. Um, so what I, what I first learned was that when you have experienced a lot of trauma or you've got a lot of pain or anything like that, our body will actually hold on to weight because it makes it feel safe. So it's like armor, right? It's like protection. It's a buffer between you and the outside world. And so for me, as a young child, I learned that it was not safe to be in the world. So it makes sense that I would want to hold on to excess weight. And so guess what? Every time that I would try, I, would, I could lose weight, but I would put it back on. Why? Because I would start losing weight. People would say, oh my gosh, you look amazing. People would start noticing me, right? Which would trigger that thing of, oh my gosh, I'm not safe. And so I'd start putting weight back on. And so my mind did not feel safe. So I'd done it so many times, like up, down, up, down, up, down. And inevitably, I always ended up putting weight back on. And that's because I had not addressed the trauma. I had not addressed all these fears in my mind that, you know, was making my mind feel like I was in danger. And so I was holding on to weight to keep me safe. That's all it was. And so that is the most important thing to understand, right? Because right with with that awareness, I could stop punishing myself for being 
you know, useless at sticking to diets and I could stop hating myself for not being good enough and start actually digging into that. Okay, so when I looked at the pattern over my whole life, I noticed that every time I'd lose weight, I'd gain it, right? And that I did not feel safe. And there were so many things that had happened as time had gone on. And because I hadn't healed so many of these fears and these traumas, I was still attracting people into my life who were making me feel unsafe. So I was just getting more evidence of like, say it's not safe, it's not safe, it's not safe. So there was no way my body was going to let me release any extra weight while it, you know, it thought that I was in danger. So this is the key, right? When we think that the mind, 95% is subconscious. So I had all these things lurking in my subconscious mind that I had not learned how to heal. I had not moved through. I had not reframed and changed. So actually my brain was doing a phenomenal job at keeping me safe. And what I found was that when I really started healing this, when I, and when I, when I say started, I mean, this has been going on for a couple of years now, deep, deep, deep forgiveness work of myself and others, deep self-awareness, you know, journaling, NLP, hypnotherapy, reprogramming the subconscious mind. And this is what I do right, as a coach, creating whole new stories and narratives, like building up my self-concept and my self-worth and my self-love and all these things. It took a long time. Pulling out these limiting beliefs one by one. I had a huge thing about being seen and a fear of being seen, right? So (laughs) my mind was, again, being a genius. Like if I had extra weight on, I wouldn't want to be seen. Therefore, I wouldn't be in danger. Because when I was a child, I learned that being seen and especially being heard led to violence. It led to people physically assaulting you. And I remember as a child watching something unfold and I remember the exact moment and I was like, this will never happen to me. So my brain, again, doing a phenomenal job at protecting me, right? It heard me and it was like, right, we're going to make sure this never happens to me. So in order for that to happen, you can't be seen, you can't be heard. Uh, And so for me, obviously wanting to, you know, being being an entrepreneur and start a podcast and all these things that require me to be seen and heard, that's where I started running into conflict where my conscious mind, that 5%, was like, woo, let's go, like, let's do it, I've got all the things that I want to create, and my subconscious is like, nope, it is not safe, it is not safe for you to do that, so I was able to push, but it's with such resistance, right, such fear, such um, panic about not being good enough, and all these feelings that come up as a way of trying to stop you, trying to slow you down, because your mind is just trying to keep you safe, and that is the key. <laughs> that is the, the most important thing to understand is that there are so many limiting beliefs and fears and doubts that are going on in our subconscious mind that most of us have never really gone into and learned how to heal, right? So if we haven't done that, then they're just running unconsciously and then they're showing up in our life. But then we are, then we are trying to counteract that by trying to control and manipulate the external world with our 5% of our conscious mind instead of going within and being like, why does this, why is this happening? Like, do I actually feel good enough? Do I feel worthy? So that's the number one thing. And I hope that that first point has really got through to you guys 
that it is simply just your subconscious mind trying to keep you safe. If you keep hitting walls and lacking motivation and all these sorts of things, there's just something going on in your subconscious mind. That's all it is. That is all, right? And your mind is just trying to protect you. So you are not a failure. You have not failed at all. At all. More often than not, it is some sort of trauma that has created this. So that's where you can start really leaning into self-compassion for the version of you that experienced some sort of trauma or, you know, someone telling you that you weren't good enough or what, wherever that belief came from, you can start to actually have compassion for that version of you that experienced that. Okay. Okay, cool. So that was number one. I have five points here. So number two. Once I understood how the subconscious mind works and I sort of had that like epiphany and aha moment, the next key is to heal, right? And this is where all the work happened. And everyone who's worked with me or knows me knows that I am obsessed with journaling. It is something I do almost every day. It is my go-to whenever I notice a trigger or some resistance come up or a painful emotion or fear. I go straight into my journal and it literally changed my life, literally. And this was the key, right? Because once I had the awareness that, okay, my subconscious mind is trying to protect me and keep me safe. I then had to figure out what was actually going on in my mind. And journaling is just phenomenal for that. And so I also am a big meditator, um, but I use NLP and hypnotherapy. And for those of you who don't know what that is, just super briefly, it works with the subconscious part of your mind. So it reprograms, basically. And these are two things that I'm trained in. So basically, once I figured out and I started to realize, oh, I have this fear of being seen and being heard. And I had all these fears around men in particular. So again, like when you've witnessed abuse, you've experienced abuse and your body's holding on to this weight because it wants to protect you. In my mind, I had all these beliefs around men are not safe. Men hurt you. Men abuse you. So consciously, you know, this is outside of the realm of, of health and releasing weight and all that sort of thing. Um, my conscious mind was like, but I really desire a relationship, right? But my subconscious was like, no, they abuse you. They hurt you. So guess what? By me holding on to extra weight, it pulled down my confidence, which kept me safe because I was much less likely to go out and put myself out there when I wasn't feeling good about myself. Right, so all these things were actually serving me um, so that I wasn't going to end up in abusive situations, so that I wasn't going to experience pain. But it also was preventing me, obviously, from experiencing what I desired. So this was the key. I had to heal these beliefs in order to create the things that I wanted, in order to create the love and, and you know, manifest that life that I actually really wanted and the health and, and the visibility and the impact and all these things. It was my opportunity to really pull out these beliefs from my subconscious, figure out where the blocks were, and then shift them, right? And you don't need NLP and hypnotherapy to do it. These ways are quicker, which is good. Um, but honestly, if all you have is a journal, you can start rewriting your beliefs. You can start forgiving yourself. You can start viewing your experience through the eyes of self-compassion for look at what happened to me. And look what I went through and I'm celebrating how strong I am. And as opposed to, you know, I'm such a failure and I can't believe I still haven't cracked it and I'm not good enough. Like those things are just not useful. 
And also, your subconscious mind is listening, right? So if you focus on that, you're instructing your mind to find more evidence of that. And we don't do that. We do not do that, as I will discuss in the next couple of points. So after that, right, and part of all of this healing journey was leaning into huge self-compassion, obviously, and understanding and separating my worth from my body and this was a huge one because I had done that my entire life like I had I had felt like my image my appearance was everything that was the most important thing how I looked um you know and it's just insane but it makes sense because we're programmed that way we're conditioned that way so why would we think differently? There aren't many people really who are a role model for really amazing self-compassion and self-love and self-worth. Um, and again, because we live in the tall poppy culture that we live in, we often don't get to see that, right? So one of the things with really looking at where these limiting beliefs and fears and stuff had come from was that it did really help me to celebrate myself because when I witnessed like oh my gosh I went through that and then I went through that and then I experienced that and like I pulled myself out of a narcissistic you know <laughs> relationship and then I did this and then and all these things start to add up and when you actually sit there and you're like whoa like I've been through so much and I just kept going and I just per- kept persisting and kept you know going no- and battling on like no matter what it really helps you to start seeing yourself through a different perspective and that's the key because we have practiced for so long hating ourselves you know the self-loathing and the low self-esteem and the looking in the mirror and criticizing ourselves and not wanting to be photographed because we don't think we're good enough and um, not wanting to put ourselves out there because we hate how we look or and putting our lives on hold until we feel good enough but the issue is the belief not not the actual body that we're in or anything it's just how we're taught to think right so when I started really looking at celebrating myself seeing myself through eyes of compassion and you know like and I mean like proper self-love like I started seeing myself as a powerhouse and I was just like holy shit like the things that I've gone through and gone through myself and healed so much of by myself I mean people would be shocked if they knew some of the stuff you know and so I really started to build myself up and that was a huge turning point for me in terms of separating my worth from my body and seeing myself as yeah, someone who was strong and powerful and brave and courageous and um, and all these things instead of seeing myself in a body that I didn't like. And this is a huge thing. This is a huge, huge, huge thing. That's why I love journaling so much. Why I absolutely love it because the awareness that we can, you know, gather from it and the insights that we can extract. And it's insane, like how many memories will just pop out of nowhere and you'll start to remember things that you haven't thought about for years and you'll start seeing everything from a different perspective 
and it will liberate you if you're willing to go into those places and and feel the feelings and don't get me wrong this healing process involved considerable tears like so I have cried so much over the last few years it's unreal and I had to feel everything I had to process everything loneliness was a huge one that came up for me like a huge 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 thing and I think that that food in itself was something that really helped me fill that void like literally you know um being in lockdowns and stuff and I was by myself and I've been quite isolated and all that sort of stuff um it was a big thing and so yeah finding new ways of of healing those things but so much of it is just feeling it right we've just we and we're not taught how to feel this is a huge 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 thing in New Zealand as well that we are not taught how to feel and all emotions are good right and the great thing is that once you've felt it and you heal it and then it's released it's not sitting in your body um you know creating more dramas for you and so this is where we can just choose to love and honor ourselves so much that we're willing to sit through the uncomfortable emotions we're willing to feel like absolute trash for a little while for a night or for a few hours into our journal we're willing to feel all these emotions that are hiding because there is no getting away from them we think that if we jump on our phone and scroll through social media or if we go eat some cake or have a drink or have a constantly busy schedule that we're avoiding it there is no avoiding the subconscious mind all we're doing is pushing it back down and as long as it's in our subconscious mind it is still running our life because our subconscious is 95% so this is the the answer this is the unglamorous you know solution is that we have to feel all these things we have to become aware and acknowledge all these things that are lurking in our subconscious mind and i can tell you right now that i'm going to say 99.5% of people hold a belief that they are not good enough that you know i'm not worthy i'm not good enough and so guess what if subconsciously you believe i am not good enough what do you think that's going to do in your life because remember like as within so without but your beliefs are constantly being projected out into the world so you can't have an experience of feeling worthy and amazing if you hold a dominant belief in your subconscious that says i'm not good enough and most people simply don't acknowledge it right what they do is they avoid a camera they avoid a mirror but when we can actually sit with that feeling and, and and it hurts like it hurts when we first start acknowledging some of these really painful beliefs and emotions and ask ourselves like where did that come from who taught me that I wasn't good enough where did that first stem from and we remember someone who told us that or who taught us that or we we remember an experience as a child where we felt like that and we had an experience and we then created a story about how it must mean that we're not good enough you know this is where we get to go back and love ourselves love every version of ourselves at every age and stage so much of this happened for me as a child and it, this is where 
it it changed my whole life. This is where I'll cry a little bit, you guys. But going back and seeing my younger self and, you know, like just going into a meditation and just imagining sitting with her and asking her, you know, like, how do you feel? And some of the things she said, like, just, oh, it was so hard. One of the things she said one day was lonely. And then she said not good enough. And that was at eight years old that I remember that. And it was a really potent like moment for my healing, you know. But for me to sit with that and how do you hate yourself and hate your body when you realize that that's where it came from? Your beautiful, so like special little version of yourself who took on a belief that she wasn't good enough and then carried it for her entire life until now, you know, when, like a couple of years ago, when I started really like changing my mindset, you know, but that's where, that's where the healing is so important because it's not about food. It's not about diets. It was a feeling that I wasn't good enough. And so nothing external can fill that void. If we don't feel good enough, like everything in our life is going to reflect that back to us. We're going to have shit relationships. We're going to have shit health. We're going to have shitty self-concept and self-esteem and self-worth. And so the answer to literally everything is to heal those beliefs and healing that belief of I'm not good enough. You know, when I started seeing my whole life and my childhood and everything up until now through a different perspective and through that perspective of compassion and understanding that at some point my subconscious had picked up beliefs that and stories that were not serving me that were still showing up in my life when I went back to the root of those beliefs I had absolutely nothing but love for myself and I started seeing myself for who I truly was and how hard things had been and how much I'd gone through right and I honestly feel like this is the most important thing because again Nothing external, it doesn't matter. Everything external is just a mirror, just a reflection of what's going on within us. So as I started to view myself through all ages and stages, through that new perspective, it changed everything. And I had so much compassion and so much love for myself, which, you know, I've been on this journey for a while But when I really did this work, when I really got deep into it, this is where everything, everything changed. Because when when our new story becomes, I'm so special, I'm so worthy, I'm so brave, I'm so strong, I'm so courageous, I honour myself, look at everything that I've come through, I'm amazing. When that becomes our story, the external world must reflect that back to us, right? And when that becomes our story... We don't want to do anything that's going to harm ourselves. We want to treat ourselves with such love. You know, one of my favorite affirmations is I deserve the best and I accept the best now. And it's something that I recite to myself multiple times a day. And that that affirmation is a game changer. I swear to God, you can all borrow it. (laughs) But when you truly start to believe that, right, when you start to believe I deserve the best. And you pair that with healthy self-love and self-compassion. 
you want to give yourself the best, right? So this is where the minds, like the mind will start changing. And as within, so without. When your belief is I deserve the best, the desire to overeat is gone. The desire to self-sabotage is gone. And I also want to just comment on that. Self-sabotage is really self-protection, right? Because it's, again, it's your subconscious mind trying to keep you safe. So it's not really sabotage. It's protection. But when we change our feelings about ourselves, the way that we behave will change. Because what we're actually doing is upgrading and reprogramming our subconscious mind. And our mind is just a computer. Right? It's, a, it's literally programmable. And this is what I do in my coaching sessions is I help people to do this. Because it's just pumping out like a reflection <laughs> out into the world. And then the world reflects back to us what's going on in our mind. So it is an absolute powerhouse. And so again, when we believe that we are worthy and amazing and special, the world must reflect that back to us. Because that's what we're projecting out. It has to be that way. It's cause and effect, right? And this is the stuff that's not taught in the diet books. If we think about it, who starts a diet, a diet as such, quote unquote, filled with self-love and self-worth? <laughs> Usually it's, oh, I failed again. I feel so fat. I feel so gross. Like I'm not good enough. Oh, I need to lose this weight. That's a scarcity mindset, right? Now to flip that, Coming into this with the approach of, I love and honor myself and I deserve amazing energy. I deserve to feel amazing. I deserve to eat things that nourish my body. I deserve amazing health and I deserve like all of these things. That's an abundant mindset. Right. Huge difference. Huge difference in frequency too. When you're abundant, like you're saying that I've got more than enough right? But if you're like, oh, I'm not enough, then that's going to be reflected back to you. If you're, if you're starting a diet thinking I'm not good enough as I am and I need to change something so that I am good enough, that is going to be reflected back to you, that feeling of not being enough. So guess what? You won't be able to succeed because you haven't, you haven't healed the dominant beliefs that are lurking in your subconscious. Whereas if you're approaching it from this perspective of I'm so worthy and so amazing and so lovable and, and I deserve to feel incredible because I'm so special and worthy, that's abundance, right? So that has to be reflected back to you. And when that is, it's your dominant belief, right? This isn't, the, this isn't that thing of just kind of pretending. And this is so important to understand too. So often... What I see and what I was experiencing with myself for years as well is this real disconnect and incongruence between the conscious and the subconscious mind. So let's say the conscious mind is saying, I really want to lose weight or um, I'm going to say release weight. <laughs> There's the word we're going to use from now on, but I really want to release weight. I really want to feel way healthier. I really want to regain my confidence. But your subconscious remembers when you were 10 and some kid at school told you that you were stupid and you weren't good enough. Or an ex that, you know, did something that made you feel like that or something that happened with your parents or your teacher or whatever. And so 
it is not going to allow that to happen right so we have to be so raw and honest with ourselves about this because it's not what we want to think that's manifesting into our life it is our subconscious it is the truth and there are a lot of people who are very good at um you know that kind of like tough on the outside like oh yeah I'm so confident I'm so powerful yes queen and all that kind of energy which is a freaking amazing I love that vibe however if it is not matching a subconscious belief as well the subconscious is still going to win no matter what and so this is where our ability to sit with the discomfort is literally going to change our life if we can if we can actually be honest with ourselves like do you actually feel worthy do you actually feel good enough do you actually feel beautiful worthy of love all these things because if you don't feel good enough that's going to be manifesting out projecting out into your life right and then your mind is literally looking for evidence of that belief for you because that's its job your subconscious mind, part of, so what else it does is it's, it's like set up to seek out more. So its job is to make you right. It has no, it doesn't matter what the belief is, that it's not interested in that. It's interested in making you right. So validating whatever belief you have, which is so awesome. When we start programming our mind intentionally with what we want, Right? Because when you believe that you're worthy and successful and your mind is out seeking evidence of that for you, woo! But if you're running unconsciously because you don't want to face the truth, the true belief that you have, which is I'm not good enough, I'm a failure, I can't do anything right, no one loves me. If those are your, your beliefs, then your mind is literally seeking out evidence of that for you. That's how it's set up. And it's also going to filter out those experiences from your reality. So you might have a bunch of evidence and people all around you who are saying the opposite. But because your mind is programmed, you want to you wanna only see things that show you that you're unworthy and not good enough. That's literally going to be your experience, right? This is how powerful your mind is. And this is why we must program that mind first. <laughs> we must lean into the mind first. And this is the thing, right? My new self-concept. And what I did with this was like daily affirmations. I have a huge list of affirmations that I love that fire me up. They're just saved in the notes in my phone. I read them probably a couple of times a day. And it reminds me of who I am, right? I quite often recite them when I'm in the shower. <laughs> so I'll jump in the shower, I'll crank my favorite music and I will say them out loud so that I hear them, right? And so I'm constantly mindful of living in the state of those affirmations. So what I mean by that is if something in my experience happens, something that triggers me, something that's uncomfortable or undesirable, I bring myself back to my affirmation and I remind myself of who I am because what we're doing is reprogramming our mind, right? So every time I do that, I'm telling my subconscious, no, this is the truth because our subconscious is programmed through repetition. It likes repetition. 
So the more that it hears my affirmations, the more that it believes it. And because the subconscious mind does not know the difference between what is actually happening and what I'm imagining, it's calling it into my reality, right? And as it becomes my new dominant belief, guess what? My external reality must reflect it back to me because I'm projecting that out into the world. So affirmations, so important. Put them everywhere, right? Save them on your phone, put them on your computer, put them in your car, write them on your mirror. We want to like just flood your subconscious mind with these really amazing new beliefs and thoughts about yourself over and over and over again. And so getting really good at epic self-talk is the key, right? So if you're reading affirmations every day, but then you're treating yourself like trash and like criticizing yourself and shaming yourself, that's not useful, right? Because you're still creating that belief. You're still holding on to that story. You want to create an entirely new belief, new story. So in the beginning, they call it going on a mental diet. And it's so true (laughs) because it is. That is the source of our success, our happiness, our whole life is all in our mind. And so we do have to get really good at disciplining that and only thinking thoughts that are actually serving us because when we realize that our thoughts are literally showing up in our life over time you know our dominant beliefs why would we ever want to think victimy thoughts and what I will say to this though is that we still have to heal things right so I'm not saying be happy all the time I'm not saying dismiss your true feelings I'm saying be present with your feelings For sure. But there's a huge difference between sitting with your journal and like really feeling everything for a few hours versus telling yourself a victim story every single day, you know? So, because feeling stuff is so, so, so important and that's what integrates too. So, yeah, all these things like daily affirmations, epic self talk, um, and little things like the more that I built up my self-concept, the more I found myself wanting to do nice things for myself, like um, just the way that I would dress or getting my nails done or you know, <laughs> taking time for myself, saying no to people, setting boundaries, all these sorts of things, choosing myself first, really putting myself back on the throne. And because the more that I was doing these affirmations, the more journaling I was doing around who I really am, what my goals are, what my dreams are, where I'm going, it just kept lifting me up, up, up. And then you start to believe it, right? You really start to integrate it. And that becomes your dominant state where you just are worthy and powerful and amazing and strong. That's just who you are. That's your default, your baseline. And that is so exciting when you realize that your dominant thoughts, your go-to is something positive that's serving you instead of all those old things that we used to say to ourselves, you know? (laughs) So that was a huge thing. And the last point, number five, um, the thing that really helped me as well. And I feel like this was the final chapter. It's funny, like people say, oh, it's the start of my quote unquote weight loss journey. Um, But I feel like for me, the actual releasing weight part that I'm in now, um, it feels like the end to me. I feel like this is like the final chapter. All of the healing and the all the work that I've done up until this point is what enabled me to get to that point where I'm in such flow and such ease. And, you know, like I, I put on a dress today, 
that a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, it didn't fit me. And today it's loose. Well, not loose, but like there's room in there, you know. And honestly, it did not feel hard at all. (laughs) It did not feel hard. I'm in such flow. I feel so empowered, so good, so happy, so in alignment, so like confident and strong because I'm doing all these things that make me feel really good. So the key to that was working with my mum. My mum is a nutritionist, right? And she's also someone who has released a lot of weight and then kept it off for many years. So she's so familiar with this very holistic way of doing it, which has been so incredible. And because also she's witnessed my journey, which just made it so special. But I think that one of the big things about this that I really reflected on was, you know, why didn't I do this a couple of years ago? And the reason was because I still had so much shame around it. I felt like I should be better than this or, I sh- you know, the shoulds um, that I didn't. I wasn't in a position to ask for help because I was so embarrassed because I was still hating on myself. But because I had disconnected my self-worth from my body, I was able to just say, OK, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. And I was met with amazing support and so she helped me figure out how to eat in a way that serves my body because every single person has a different body and different needs and so she's helped me you know she's helped to teach me though as well to understand why how things work in our body why things react a certain way how my particular body works and when you eat in a way that is aligned for your body you feel fucking amazing Like I feel so strong and energetic and confident and positive and it is amazing. And you watch like your skin glow and you know, um, you sleep better and my energy is amazing. And now I have all this energy, like I'm boxing and I do dancing and I walk all the time and all these things that then make you feel even better. Right. And then you feel strong and then you feel even better. And it's just this, the circle that goes around and around and around and yeah it's like now when I I don't feel like I'm on a diet as such I don't even really like that word um because it feels like I am absolutely loving and nourishing myself for the first time in my life that's how it feels and because because the mindset (laughs) My mindset has shifted. Right? I'm in this abundant mindset now of, of knowing that I am so worthy and deserving. And like I really desire, you know, the most optimal, amazing health and strength and vitality that I can have because I have big dreams. And I, you know, I require energy to do that. I require all the stuff. So that was, those were the key things that I did. And yeah now it just it feels so different and like I say I am I'm not at the end of my journey but I kind of feel like the big stuff is done now it just feels really exciting and really happy and um I'm yeah I just feel really like excited for what's coming you know and so proud of myself and I realized today that the mindset work is three quarters of the journey. I mean, Tony Robbins says that, you know, 80% of success is psychology. And I mean, our brain is 95% subconscious. 
So I, I went within and I did that work first. And because I had healed all of those fears of not being safe and, um, you know, being afraid to be seen and heard and all that sort of thing, it means now that my body is quite happy to release any extra weight. But before it wasn't. And that has been the biggest turning point when I realized like I was hitting brick walls over and over again because there was still resistance. There were still things lurking, like limiting beliefs and fears in my subconscious mind. There were still parts of me that did not feel safe, that were afraid. And when I met those parts with self-compassion and understanding, that's what changes everything. And so I hope that that has really got through to whoever needs to hear this today because it's not about the diet it's not about smashing yourself it's not about self-loathing nothing done from a place of scarcity is going to get you the results that you desire because mostly like when we start these diets and these hardcore plans and all that sort of thing we're doing it because of how we think we'll feel when we get it but if we don't feel good now We're not going to feel good then because it's not the circumstance that's the problem. And I know we think it is. We think that I'll feel different, but you won't. So many people have experienced that, you know, because our our beliefs actually have nothing to do with the external world. It's all an inside job. And so you can change your belief to feel beauty, like beautiful and confident and amazing and worthy right now. You can start looking for evidence of that that already exists now (laughs) because your worth is not contingent on how many kilograms you weigh anyway there's nothing to do with that and why would anyone want to live their life in a way where their value and their worth comes from what they weigh or what they look like that's not you know (laughs) that's not going to help us and at the end of the day you know like the quote that I always talk about But there is a 1 in 400 trillion chance of us being born. And we want to sit around feeling like we're not good enough. Like we were chosen. We were created. You know, we're so, so unique, so special. One of a kind, each of us. So that's the key. When we remember that and we can start treating ourselves with the love and the respect that we deserve. We change our mindset and then everything flows. So I'm actually going to have my mum on my podcast probably in the next month or so. And we thought that we would talk about emotional eating. So if you guys have questions around that or um, comments or anything that you would love for us to bring up in the episode, please just message me or email me or whatever. Everything will be anonymous, I promise. Um, But I really want to create stuff that's going to be useful to you. So yeah, let me know if you've got any particular questions because um, that would be awesome to take them to her. So anyway, that is us for today, folks. And I hope that you took everything out of it that you needed to hear. I hope that you can choose now to forgive yourself for all the things that you've been beating yourselves up over. I hope that you can choose to see how much of a genius your subconscious mind is And that has been maybe stopping you from getting the results that you desire because there are just things that it doesn't feel safe about right now. 
And I hope that you see the power that you have to change those beliefs when you have the courage to actually acknowledge what they are because you can change everything. And then the external work of actually releasing weight feels so good because your your subconscious mind will lead you. You'll feel inspired to take action. That's how it works. You know, it doesn't feel like a slog. It feels exciting. Like I felt so excited to go boxing today and I was dancing around for hours after I got home. It doesn't feel like, oh, I have to go and work out. I was like, yes, this is awesome. Um, and that's how it should be. A state of flow, right? And when we're not fighting with these resistant thoughts within ourselves, it gets to be easy like that. It gets to flow. It gets to serve us. It's not the external that was the problem, right? It was the inner belief and the inner story. So I hope this is this has served you. Please let me know your aha moments and anything. I would freaking love to hear them. And thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for yourselves. Let me know if you've got questions for mum. And I will be back soon, my friends. Thank you so much, guys. See you next week. Big hugs. Thank you for listening. I would love to hear your key takeaways and aha moments from this episode. And I just want to remind you that you can do amazing things. You're incredible. And if no one else today has told you they believe in you, I do. Only a certain kind of person listens to a podcast like this. The best one. Go get him.